0: Swadharma is nothing but identifying your natural aptitude, your talent, your potential in in which you can give back to the world. So when you're about to choose your career, when you're about to choose what you want to do for a living, think about what's the best way I can give back to the world? What do I have? What kind of skill, what kind of aptitude, what kind of talent do I have? Not only do I have, but I enjoy doing. I have it, I enjoy it, and and it makes me able to give back to the world to make it better than what I've seen it. And when I'm able to identify that, that is called giving back to God, giving back to the world so you and i have to look and think seriously because it's something that we will do for a long time i thought that i didn't actually think when i was deciding my college career and so i ended up in fashion which i liked at that time but i didn't really think deeply i wasn't thinking what way can i give back to the world not at all. I was just thinking New York City, how fun. And I was thinking, you know, I've always kind of, you know, wanted to learn about this. So let me give it a try. I wasn't thinking period. But I know that you are much better than I was at your age, because you're engaged in something so wonderful. And I didn't think like that. It's so When I started to think deeply about what way can I give back, the best way that I can give back. And then when I took my sabbatical, it hit me that it's actually sharing this knowledge is the best way I can give back because I love it and I enjoy it. And that has brought me so much fulfillment. So that is something that you have to discover for yourself. It's not something that anybody should tell you. It's something that you need to reflect upon and think deeply. So that is one such yajna, our offering to God, deva Yajna. Our second yajna or offering is called Pitra Yajna. And this is our offering to our rishis, our rishikas, our guru parampara. You see, back in the day, we obviously didn't have Wi-Fi. (laughs) We didn't have internet. Our rishis had a very different way of teaching. And how they thought was through oral methods. They would literally speak what the class was about, and then the student would absorb it, and then pass it on, and then pass it on, and then pass it on. And so this oral tradition, because it was oral, it's called Shruti. The Upanishads are called Shruti because it was orally passed down. And at some point in time, Bhagavan Veda Vyasa said, you know, this is too hard. People are not going to remember this. And they're, they're not like two mantras or three mantras. They were hundreds and thousands of mantras, hundreds and thousands of them. And he said, let's write them down and write them not on a computer, which has copy paste, but on a palm leaf. And he appointed four disciples to write down, to compartmentalize the Veda, to write down and to propagate and preserve this Veda. And why did he do that? He did that for us. He did that to preserve this knowledge because it's so precious. As you grow older, you will learn the deepest secrets of our scriptures. They contain the essence of why we are here, who is God, what we are meant to do, how to live life. All of these questions that we ask in our moments of inquiry, our scriptures contain all of it. And the most beautiful thing is the rishis. Preserve that for us. We like to preserve cards, pictures, even yogurt we like to preserve. But our rishis had a vast mind of preserving scriptures, preserving it and being able to pass it down so that the next generation benefits. And so our scriptures went from oral tradition to palm leaf. Then one of the Swamiji's actually said, let us print, let us type this and print the Veda. And now we're on a cloud. We have e-copies of the Veda. Now just imagine you and I have access to a knowledge that was given thousands of years ago, five to 10,000 years ago. You and I have access to that very knowledge how amazing is that that somebody actually took so much pain to preserve it when you and i think about that you want to give and, and especially and and how our guru parampara has passed on to adi shankaracharya ji to Swami Shivananda Ji, Swami Tapovan Maharaj Ji, Gurudev, how Gurudev has shared that knowledge with us. And so what can we do to give back? Is one, is to practice. Whatever they've taught us, it's not just for us to read, but it's for us to actually live. So one way is to practice. And another way is to share to archive, to preserve, whatever they're giving us, we too can pass it on and preserve so that there's continuity. So that is called our offering to the rishis. You must have encountered when maybe some quote really touched you, right? Or some WhatsApp picture really struck you, something on Instagram. What's the first thing you wanna do? Forward, forward, forward. You know, oh my gosh, did you see this quote? Oh my gosh, did you see this? And you want to share a laugh, LOL, this, that. Like, you want to pass it on. So when we feel like that for our scriptures, that feeling also comes, hey, let's preserve it and let's pass it on because this is sacred. And that's called Rishi Yagnya. Our third Yagnya, now, our offering to our parents. Now, this is also when you look at it, you're blown away. You know, I'll tell you um, a personal story once with my mom. I had gone to visit her, you know, this COVID, uh, she really helped me with making food and I would go pick it up and she would, you know, I would literally stay in my car. I'm not coming in the house, COVID, COVID. And she would just give it to me in the car and I would come home. And um, so my mom would pack like a tiffin and then, you know, I would come home, whatever, and then I would eat. And so one day she forgot to pack something, you know, And she sent me a message, you know, I'm so sorry, I forgot to pack this for you. And I just dropped my jaw. I said, how can you tell me that you're sorry? I mean, you've done so many things in my life. Like your your parents teach you how to walk, how to talk, how do your very first word. They teach you how to go to the bathroom. They teach you how to wear clothes. And like, it just broke my heart that she said, sorry. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, you shouldn't be sorry. (laughs) It's okay. It happens once in a while. You know, maybe our parents are not perfect, and they'll slip once in a while. But if you look at all the things that they've done for us, how can we feel like they've done nothing? I just don't get it. Like, how can we even say, oh, mom, you owe me this, or oh, dad, you owe me this? Like, where's the heart to say that when you think about those people who brought you up? And, you know, it's not easy bringing up a child like you and me, face it. We were not, I wasn't easy and you're not easy either, I don't think, right? But, and nobody taught them parenting. Our parents didn't have all these, you know, now we're so savvy. We have like parenting 101, you know, Hindu culture 101, you know, all of these classes are so sophisticated. Our parents didn't have that. They just did whatever they could to the best of their abilities. And still they managed to keep us safe and secure. And they nurture us. And yes, in these times of COVID, it can be kind of very intrusive because everyone's at home cramped together and you see each other all the time. Yes, but still, There's a glow, there's a beauty, there's a love in their eyes, which we might not understand at this age. And the thing is, sometimes our parents, they don't tell us. A lot of their sacrifices, they keep in secret. They're so good at just putting on a face. They may have have had such a tough day at work, but sometimes they won't show you, so you will never know. Sometimes they had some heated discussion with somebody, but they'll just sh- 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 shrug it off because they don't want you to feel it. And that's our parent. And so when we see how people can love us so much, what can we give to our parents? That is love and respect as what Puja Gurudev says in the pledge. That we stand as one family, bound to each other with love and respect. And when we think about what love means, because there's so many, many, many definitions, Gurudev says, love is identification. So love is nothing but putting yourself in their shoes. You know, some days, like you, they could be tired. Like you, sometimes they're having a bad day. Like you, sometimes they could be stressed out. So just putting their, yourself in their shoes and seeing what they're feeling. Sometimes they need you too, you know? Sometimes they want to talk to you too. And that brings me to the second aspect, which is respect. And sometimes we don't want to talk to their par- our parents because we feel like they don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, they don't know Snapchat. They don't know Facebook, they might not know how to log into Zoom, and they might ask you help with their phone because they can't just figure it out. Yes, agreed, they might not know techie stuff. Some may, some may not. They might not know certain things that we're doing in school, you know, like how you're, they might not know so much about SATs or ACTs or whatever you're prepping for, they might not know so much. But let me tell you something, they know about life. They have something which we don't have, and that's called experience. They have lived. They have lived, so they have experience. So that respect is because you are in front of a person who has lived longer than you and I. And they know so much more than you and I. So give them a chance to say something. Give them a chance to give us some advice without that attitude that I know everything, I know what I'm doing and you just don't know, you just don't get it. You just don't get it, mom, you just don't get it, dad. Or like, there's that rolling the eyes or there's just like, I don't even wanna talk. There's these things we go through and I'll tell you that I did that to my parents too. And I'm, you know, I wasn't a saint as a teenager. But now I realize that my God, my parents know so, much and it's incredible so what we can give to them is that love that we put ourselves in their shoes and that deep sense of respect that you've been in this world longer than i have and i know that there's something that you can share with me when we become proud when we feel like we know everything we never give a chance for people to share with us because they say, oh, you think you know everything, so there's there's no need to tell you. But when we say, please tell me, then we're able to benefit from what they know. So that is called pitrayak And not to mention that our parents have worked to sustain certain traditions that we have. You know, a lot of you were born in america and you know to sustain our indian traditions or indian culture it's not so easy but our parents have worked at it you know whether it's keeping up speaking our native tongue or mother tongue at home or whether it's you know once a week we have to go to bal vihar you know sustaining that keeping that or we have to pray together or every uh, diwali this is what we do as a family I mean, they're working hard to preserve our culture. And so as part of our offering to them is also to preserve it because it's something so sacred and so divine. So that's called Pitra The fourth one is called Nr Yajnya. Nri or Manushya Yajnya is our offering to unknown people. People known, unknown, but people who've given us things, who've been there for us, you know, whether it's a friend, whether it's uh, somebody, a, a complete stranger, whoever it may be, they've also given us so many things. You know, in this period of COVID, I have felt so loved because I saw so many of our essential workers, they don't even know who we are. They don't even know what we do. They don't know our names every day they were in there risking their lives for us they were going to the hospitals they were working full-time shifts and those of us who who are wearing masks when we go out how uncomfortable is it to wear that mask and imagine wearing that mask for a full shift that mask and then a cover and then like a whole suit and I was just like my god how is someone doing all of this And they put themselves at risk. Those people who delivered food, those people who worked in the grocery stores, worked in sanitation, worked in so many departments that needed help. And they just did it. They just did it. And people from out of state, different states, came to New York City, came to New Jersey to help. Now, imagine that. Someone's there looking out for you and me. They might not know that we individually exist, but they're doing what they can so that we are safe. Now that's something, something so wonderful. And when we think about what we can give them, what we can give them is to make their sacrifices worth it. They have sacrificed so much for us to have this environment, to be here, to be able to still be safe. So we have to do whatever we can to make all of their sacrifices worth it and live safely. That is our offering to all of the manushya and the ngril. The last one is called hūtayak And this is what Mother Nature gives to us. Now, when you look at Mother Nature, nothing in nature does anything for itself. A tree will not bear fruit so that the tree can eat it. That fruit is for you and me. The sun won't shine because it needs to. It shines to give you and I light the wind doesn't blow because it feels like it's because it provides oxygen the waters don't flow because they need to flow it's because they need to give us life all of the things that we see in nature they do not for themselves but for us and they sustain us the sun the wind the water the air The earth, the very earth that we step on, that also sustains our life. And without oxygen, we can't live for a moment. Without heat and sunlight, we would freeze. We wouldn't have energy. Without water, we wouldn't be able to nurture ourselves. And so when we think about this, what we've received from them, how do we pay them back? There's all this talk about recycle. Recycle that we reuse, that we reduce. But I tell you, the best way to revere Mother Earth is to refuse to live with with so much excess. It's to refuse. It's to live simply within our means, We don't need so many things. And I bet you at these times in COVID, we've realized how less we can actually live with, how much less we can live with. We don't need that much stuff. So with respect to Mother Earth, our offering is to cultivate simplicity in our lives, simplicity in our living. So think about what is that way, whether it's not wasting food, not wasting too much paper, cleaning our rooms, cleaning out our closet, really looking at what we have and thinking twice to see if we need more. And when we think about this offering to live simply, then that is showing our love and gratitude to Mother Earth that has borne us, that has sustained us, that has nourished us. And our, our culture is so beautiful because we pray to the sun, we pray to the water, we pray to all different aspects of nature. Not only living simply, but now more than ever, communing with nature, communicating with nature you might find this odd but now spend time actually just walking in nature without an iPhone without a phone without AirPods without anything just go raw just go raw and be in nature just go and feel that because nature wants to give us a precious gift And that precious gift is listening to the sounds of the birds and the swaying of the trees and peace and calmness. And it wants to commune with us. It wants to speak to us. But for some reason, we don't give it that opportunity. So another offering we can give to nature is just be with nature. Is just spend that time with nature. And notice it. Notice its beauty. So in life, then, to sum this all up, when we look at it, we see how much we've received from God. Our bodies, our lives, our environment, our families, our homes, we see how much we've received from God. We see how much we've received from our rishis how much knowledge we've received. We see how they've taken the trouble to preserve everything and to compile everything and put it together for us. We see how much we've received from our parents, our family. We see how much we've received from strangers even, people who don't know us, and makes so many sacrifices for us. And we see how much we're receiving from Mother Nature. Now, when you take all of this into account, don't you feel that you've been given so much love? So much love, so much care is what we've been given. When we feel that love, an expression of love is giving. Gurudev says so beautifully, says you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. When you love, you just want to give back. You just feel this like, oh my goodness, you've given me so much. What can I give you? I just, I need to give you something. I need to share something with you. You feel it. It just comes from within your heart. And that giving, it's called service. It's called service when it comes out of that spirit. It's not service when it's forced or service because we want to get credit or service because we want to be recognized. It's called service or what we call seva. Seva comes from seva bhava. And seva bhava comes because we feel love. And when we feel love, we can't help but give. And that giving is service. So why serve? Because we feel it. We want to do it. Because we're so happy to pay it forward. Maybe we can't pay it back to those exact people like Bhagavan Vedavyasa or Adi Shankarachayaji but we can pay it forward. We can pay it forward to God by finding our swadharma and living to our full potential. We can pay it forward to our rishis by actually making use of the knowledge and sharing it. Right? It's not like, I'm sure you've all seen this. Um, those people who wear masks but under their nose <laughs> or they're under their chin, or it's like, you know, they're carrying it, but they're not really using it, right? It, it's like that when we get knowledge and we're not really using it. It's like that mask that's under the nose or under the chin or like we're holding it. It's not going to protect you. So if we want to pay it back to the rishis, wear the mask. Means use the knowledge. <laughs> use it, right? And if we want to pay it back to our parents, love and respect put ourselves in their shoes and give them that respect that they've lived longer than us so they have more experience. Giving back to those people who are strangers or are friends is to live safely, make their sacrifices worth it. And giving back to Mother Earth is to live simply and spending time to commune with her because she has something very beautiful to say. So that is High Five of Hindu Dharma.